dreamers versus executors. I feel like a lot of creatives are dreamers. Today we have on Brian Law. You guys might know him on Instagram at Brian's Mediums. I run gallery stills, the clothing hey. brand, and then I do photography. Really thankful and grateful that I was depressed in high school. It changed my mindset a lot on wanting to do things for myself because right. it was really just, yo, I'm really depressed. I need to find something that's like gonna save my life right now. Right. And it was photo, clothing. Mm. Hi everyone, I'm Hannah and we are back for another episode of Purgogi Pod. Today we have on Brian Law. You guys might know him on Instagram at Brian's Mediums or you guys might recognize his stuff. He's he's rocking gallery still. So if you Old shirt, old shirt, old shirt. But it's coming back, it's coming back. Oh, okay. Back. Yeah, I like discovered you through mutual friends, but I remember like seeing your clothes and especially like your early shoots. I think it was like the western-y one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. Oh, the one I did with Grant. The yeah. Collab. Yeah, that was way back. Sick. Like, <laughs> Thank you. That yeah. was like one of the first collections yeah, I saw. Yeah, that was like super early into like the brand. Yeah, cool. yeah. Um, and so are you a designer by trade or like what's kind of your background? What do you do? Okay, so I, I run Gallery Stills, the clothing yeah. brand. And then I do photography. Mm. I create a direct as well. Oh. I used okay. to do like graphic design and set design, but I've been kind of straying away from that. Uh, and just kind of narrowing what I'm decent at. And so, yeah, I mean, we were just chatting before this and you mentioned how your class of 2020. Class of 2020. And you're 21 right now. I am 21. Oh, two baby. That's crazy. Am I the youngest? I think so. <gasps> the youngest on the podcast. And so where did you grow up? I grew up um, in the 626. Oh, okay. So, like... Is your phone San- number 626? It is. Oh, okay. In, like, okay. the San Gabriel Valley. So, mm. like, El Monte, Rosemead. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I grew up there for most of my life. And then um, up until middle school, moved out of state. Oh, okay. Um, to Wisconsin. Did- oh. I only went to Wisconsin for high school. What? That's such a late move. Short story, my mom remarried okay. to um, a guy that she met out there. Oh. So then I got... Um, Dragged out there for high school. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, what was that experience like? Because when I was growing up, like, my dad was, like, in the Air Force. And oh. so, oh, me and my sister. Oh, you were a military baby. Yeah, I was a military baby. And so, like, the family had to move, like, a couple mm-hmm. times. And I remember my dad, like, always saying, like, moving is good for you. Like, you learn <laughs> how to make friends and, like, yeah. all this stuff. But, like, to be quite honest, I think he was, like, trying to skew the experience in a good way. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, like, victimizing myself and yeah. being, like, I'm shy. I hate mm-hmm. making new friends. And so I'm, like, very grateful for his perspective. Yeah. But then in hindsight, I'm, like, that was kind of hard. Like for sure, having to pick up and move, mm-hmm. and so yeah, what was it like moving to Wisconsin? Of I mean, all places for high school. <laughs> I feel like it, the move itself wasn't as bad because I grew up moving around a lot um, as a kid growing up here. But have you watched Twilight? Yeah, it's like that. I lived in a. I didn't go. I didn't move to the city. I moved into the boonies. What? I moved into like a town of eight thousand people. Probably wouldn't be the person I am today without moving to Wisconsin. How do you? think it like shaped you as a human being then or before before i went there all i knew was like basketball because basketball was really life for me Um, no literally ball is life (laughs) i know every dude says it but ball was really life for me when i did move to wisconsin i actually ended up quitting and i kind of like hated myself for it Um, like you hated yourself in the moment or in hindsight you think uh in the moment for sure a little bit hindsight too a little bit of both yeah i also really did not 
like high school and the way like education was presented to to students oh, okay. i thought it was very like hmm, it seems like it's for people that are gonna work for someone else but what if i wanted to start my own kind of thing Ooh. what if i wanted to be my own boss right. or you know and i feel like there wasn't enough of that like exposure in high school for me right and i realized that so then i was like oh i'm just gonna start something on my own then which is why clubhouse and then gallery stills happened right yeah that's so crazy that you recognize that like so early oh i think it's i think it's because that okay so i don't really tell too many people this but it's my first podcast so yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna so, get yeah. deep into it after my sophomore year after i picked up the camera i uh and was going through like hella family problems and you know mm. issues i got diagnosed with depression oh. so i was like really like at the lowest of the lows in wisconsin yeah um like my junior and senior year because oh. i got diagnosed like the end of my sophomore year oh, that's hard. um so yeah i think but during that i'm really thankful and grateful that i was depressed in high school for my last two years of high school because i feel like it really i had a lot of alone time just to like sit in my room and think about life and mm. you know and kind of weigh the the pros and cons of what i'm thinking yeah. so i did that and i think because that i was like diagnosed with depression in high school it changed my mindset a lot okay on wanting to do things for myself yeah and stuff like that it really like during that time i was depressed i feel like i grew up a little more oh. at a faster rate than you know people my age right usually right. do and i think that's also why i hang out with a lot of like older people older people i'm the youngest of the group but yeah um i think that's where my mindset comes comes from like my junior and senior year right because right. it was really just yo i'm really depressed i need to find something that's like gonna save my life right now right and it was photo clothing mm. um and you know i I would say friends and family, but I wasn't with my friends and family. They were all in LA, you know? Right, right. Um, so those are like the two things that really like stuck with me and like kind of saved me. And I just kind of ran with that. Yeah. Um, what do you think like, like drew you to photography? I don't know. Because I had a lot of friends back in LA that mm. were shooting photos and videos and making cool stuff. Oh, I, wait. I feel like at that time, like that was the it's thing. It's like it was on the come up, right? Yeah. The creative scene was on the come yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's sick. And I had, was meeting a lot of people. Um, that had like clothing brands and was working in fashion or working in film mm. um so that was super cool and that's how i kind of slowly inched my way in to the industry a little bit how i got started right right right, yeah. right. okay okay yeah because i feel like in maybe it was in middle school i was like taking photos mm. with my like little canon yeah and yeah. like i was in yearbook and all of that and i think there's just like something very magical about being able to like capture certain moments in life and then sure. also it's just like i think it was like one of my first like exposures to anything creative like yeah i feel I like, feel it like it's the gateway a to like, yeah it's a gateway drug of it, it really creative is. stuff it's like the smensels of, no, of for drugs like, <laughs> it's like the first polaroid super sick yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay okay for sure and so um how did you like find yourself back in LA like did you just like move after high school yeah so my senior year class of 2020 I'm class of 2020 so we had COVID hit yeah like the very first time COVID was introduced like to the U.S. and yeah. like it was in all in, like, the news and stuff um and I was in a small town so like oh yeah COVID's not gonna get over here we're good it's probably it only gonna affect LA and New York and the big cities oh gosh yeah and then fast forward to winter break it caught up to wisconsin um and your small town and my small 8, town people. Yeah. and at this time though i'm in la because i visit oh, every school there. break i have oh, to okay. visit my friends and family back home so while i was here they canceled school and i was already in la so i just ended up moving back here early oh because i was gonna move back to la right after i graduated like anyways right? yeah and like regardless but then it just happened to be earlier because of covid oh 
Um, and then I've just been here since. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So straight from high school, is that when like the first inception of gallery stills oh, like, oh, happened? Or like actually no. So gallery stills is low key like a re- semi recent thing. Mm. It hasn't been around for too long. But right after high school, I was talking to my cousin Dylan. Okay. I don't think you've guys met. I don't know if maybe we've met, Dylan Trent. He's he's Granite's other roommate. Oh, okay. I need like a photo. <laughs> he's buzzed head, bald, tatted. Uh, I feel like that's half of Los Angeles right now. <laughs> okay, my fault, my fault. Um, anyways, he's my cousin and a really close homie. My oh, roommate now. Oh, cute. Um, I forgot how we uh, started to get in touch again because he's from my dad's side of the family. Oh, okay, and I'm, okay. I'm more on my mom's side. Uh, so And he's like my third distant cousin or something like that. Oh. We, we have a really big family. Don't get me, don't ask really how big I know. Family. It's okay. a super big family. Oh, I love that. But I ended up linking up with him and he was starting to get into like film and stuff and stuff like that too so that was super cool and i was doing photo oh and then when we entry when we met up again we were chopping it up he's like i do film oh i do photo <gasps> so fast forward a couple months later um we actually got our own space like studio creative space oh yeah, um, yeah. and we were running a production company called um, clubhouse collection oh cool um at first though it was a clothing brand okay um and basically we were doing clothes making clothing for a little bit oh, and it was doing really well yeah we had like a little team and everything oh cool um but i think we got burnt out making clothes okay so we actually turned it into a production company okay so I we like, were shooting I like, like music videos and like short films oh. and um mostly music videos though for like a couple of rappers um oh, yeah it was super cool and then after that we did that for i think like a year and a half Oh, that's a, that's a good amount of time. It's a good amount of time. Um, it's, it's technically a lot amount, a lot of amount of time. Oh yeah, um, a oh, year yeah. and a half. But especially if you're doing that like full time. Yeah, we were basically just really rocking the freelance life and trying to you know grind, make it out. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, fend for ourselves out here in LA. Yeah. Um, but after Clubhouse, because by the end of clubhouse we had like a developed a team and we had really close friends that were part of it too Uh but clubhouse is really like the birthplace for like this is what we call it inside joke of our group the clubhouse the space that we Uh had was like the birth of us for all of our creative uh, endeavors and adventures oh i love it's like where we were like all born as creatives it's super cool because you know although we were mostly doing film i was still shooting photo at the studio on the side Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was teaching you know friends that wanted to come in and learn how to screen print, or you know how to um, shoot photos, yeah. how to video edit. So it was kind of like this space where it was like just you know come through, hang out with us, and you know if you guys want to learn something, we'll like sit down and try to show you as much as we can. Wait, that's that's so cool. I feel like that is missing. Yeah, it was really just like the place in the middle where people could just come and do whatever they want, creative and learn. Right. But after a while. Life happens, adulting happens, bills pay, mm-hmm. um, bills come up. Mm-hmm. We had to close down the studio. Okay. Just because it was taking a little bit of a financial toll. And then that's where Gallery Stills comes into play. Oh. That's where I had the idea of, um, yo, I'm going to make Gallery Stills. But at first, it wasn't a clothing brand. It okay. was a design studio. Oh, okay. These pivots. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. I know. It's too much going on. No, but no. But this is, I feel like this is how it goes, you know? Always. Yeah. And oh. basically, because... The team that we had, it was me and like two other people, mm. three other people. I did photo. One of them did video. One of them did marketing. Mm. Um, so it's basically if you had a clothing brand right, or if you wanted to start one and uh-huh. you had an idea in your head of a design, 
Oh, oh, you could come to us. We can design it for you. Oh, okay, then, okay. Oh, you really like the way it looks? We can put it on a shirt for you because we print. We also print shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clothing production. Interesting. Oh, the clothes look really sick. Printed. You can come to us. We shoot photo and video. We'll do your marketing rollout. Right, or right. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then, oh, you want to actually mass produce this. We can fulfill it for you, too. We can do all your shipping and oh. stuff like that. So basically, it was a one-stop shop for, like, your creative needs. For everything, yeah. Yeah, so, like, if you wanted a big poster printed of, I don't know, whatever you want, you could have come to us and we could have printed it for you. Whoa. Um, so we were doing that for a while. Last pivot. Yeah, yeah. So we did this for a couple of months. And then I was like, yo, I'm not really happy doing this. I don't really like dealing with other people's, not issues. But, but issues. But issues. <laughs> like, I don't want to deal with other people's problems. Yeah. Respectfully, th- of course. No, yeah. Because I think like when you are the person like having to follow client orders and all of that, mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's kind of painful. Like yes. not only... Are there like constant edits and all that? But it's also like I made this product this way for a reason. Like there are very exactly. specific intentions mm-hmm. behind this. Don't mess with the vision, yeah. you like, know? I'm like that now because I run a clothing brand. Mm. But when it comes to me doing work for other people, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to be doing this. Right. Um, like might as well be doing it for myself. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. So then um, after we were doing that for a couple months and I was like, yeah, I'm not really rocking with this. Yeah. I just turned gallery stills into a clothing brand, which was like, I've always had low key had a love for like clothing and, you know, making it and, you know, feeling different like fabrics and how a piece is constructed. Oh. Um, so I turned it into a clothing brand and then that's where we're at now. Essentially. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, in a little nutshell, it's basically, yeah. How how has it been, like, in the, like, design process? Because, right, there are a lot of clothing brands, like, popping yes. up, a lot of, like, similar fonts, similar stuff, yes. like, going on. And, like, right, like, me personally, I think last year, I'm going to make this sound way more dramatic than it actually is, <laughs> but... I was freaking out because I was like, I think I lost my like sense of style. Oh. And I think it's because I was consuming too much content. Like I was literally like looking too much into what other people thought yes. was trendy and all of that. And so like like how do you how do you like keep your brand identity and um distinguish yourself from other brands? It's a really good question because I don't think I know the answer fully yet. Mm. Um number wise gallery stills isn't that big it's really more of a, a local brand you know like oh. like hometown brand oh i like that yeah um so yeah the question's a little tricky mm-hmm. um but i mean i think at the end of the day gallery stills is i think of it less as a clothing brand but more of just a another outlet for me to like showcase my art and oh. or whatever feelings or thoughts oh. i may be feeling oh. um I don't really. I used to really look at it as like from a clothing brand point of view. Yeah. Um, but it just it just doesn't work because it's if you look at it that way, it just does, you don't you don't love it. Anymore. Oh, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. So I kind of just had to like, you know, I'm just gonna make stuff that you know I like that I love that I'd wear, mm. um, and you know I'd try to cater it to certain people. But at the end of the day, it's it's for me and no one else. You know what I'm saying? Like Ooh. I'm making this for me. I'm not making it for. It might sound kind of like dickish but no it's like i'm making this as another way for me to express my art yeah. um because you know i do photo but i want maybe want to express something that i feel a different way right i 
looked to clothing to do that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Different mediums. Your handle makes lots of sense. Yes, that's exactly what my handle means. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I think I know. I think I know. That's exactly what my handle means. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess for you, like, did you always envision your life going like this creative route, like this non-traditional, non-nine to five, like life? Um. No, growing up, ball was life. I was trying to be a hooper. Oh. Um, but, you know, reality hits. I'm not that tall, and I'm not that buff, and I'm not that strong. <laughs> and I'm Asian, you know? Oh. It's not many Asians hooping out there. Right, right. Um, but, no, growing up, I always just wanted to be, like, an athlete, some kind of athlete. Because mm. I, I, I grew up playing, like, six different sports. Oh. So oh. it was, like, basketball, cross country, tennis, soccer. Um, okay, go you know, off. I, I did all that in high school. It was super cool. Wow. Um, but to answer your question, no, I didn't really think that I was going to be a creative. Um, yeah, and then the whole nine to five thing. Um, you know, growing up, nine to five sounded good. You know, like if like, basketball yeah. wasn't going to work out, nine to five salary benefits, right? Like we're set. Health insurance. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Um, sounds like great dental. <laughs> dental. Dental. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. that too. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, that sounds great. But yeah. um, you know, as I progressed into my creative career, I was like, you know, I don't want to be. Uh, someone that is 60 and then is thinking back on life and like hmm, maybe i should have tried this like mm-hmm. i don't want to live with any regrets right right so i was like no i'm gonna just stick through the night like no fuck the nine to five right now i'm just gonna grind it out i'm not right. you know nine to five is cool i have friends at nine to five hey they love it and i respect it you know yeah, yeah. i'm still young so i'm just trying to take advantage of you know i yeah of what i have left yeah for sure yeah. I, I completely agree like mm-hmm. to be honest like i'm fully taking advantage of like this time in my life where i'm like nine to fives will always be there mm-hmm. i don't i can fuck around a little bit right yeah. now and like figure it out and like since it's always there i can always go nine to five if need exactly be. yeah same thing here even the same thing for school too mm-hmm. like it's always gonna be there for me you know yeah i'm yeah. gonna try and you know figure out what i want to do now with this creative stuff yeah um you know i'm trying to make it work yeah for sure mm-hmm. um and you know we talked a little bit about how like in high school you recognize that like maybe you want to be your own boss like maybe you want to like start your own thing mm-hmm. and so ugh, there's something that i've been like bringing up to my friends and it's this concept of dreamers versus executors and dreamers so versus, okay. i think that a majority of people like maybe if i had to assign a number 80 percent fall into either category mm-hmm. and like very rarely do you have the people who do both and so the dreamers i fall under this it's those people who have a lot of ideas but maybe have a hard time executing and then you have your executors who are more so like maybe in the nine to five space or if they are in like a creative space they're doing more of like the nitty-gritty and whatnot Mm -hmm. like what like do you have any do you have any thoughts on that myself i think i am a big ass dreamer yeah i have so many ideas and things that i want to do uh-huh, uh-huh. um you know I, I respect it right like i don't have any like harsh opinions against it uh-huh, uh-huh. you know um i feel like a lot of creatives are dreamers you know oh i feel like most creatives actually are yeah. dreamers i feel like when you're creating something um obviously you want to like you know make it pop off and you know you want to nail the execution right but i think uh, issue with at least a lot of my friends that are creative and myself mm-hmm. it's very hard to create the product creatively and then execute it by like more with marketing and mm. i think it's very you know because when you're creative and you're like the author of a book you don't really want to be the one to publish it 
Right. You like, know what I'm saying? That's all the dirty work. Loki. Yeah, it's like no yeah. one really wants to do that. Yeah. Uh, even though it needs to be done. Right. Like, let's finish the project. People yeah. need to see Yeah, and I feel this. like a lot of dreamers that have an idea and work on it uh-huh. can't execute it because they're just too deep into creating it. Oh, uh, like you know? ideating. Like, yes. let's like kind of almost make this yes. perfect before we like go into the... Yeah, and I feel like that's a big reason why... Uh, I'm not saying you can't be a dreamer and an executor. Right. But I'm saying that from my experiences, it's it's a lot harder. Uh, um, but I feel like that's a big reason why a lot of yeah, creative agencies are around now. It, uh, it kind of answers that issue. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like people to like actually just get Yeah, it's like, done. hey, I'm... I might work in marketing, but like I'm in creative marketing. Like I know exactly what you need done and right. how to do it, and I'll fulfill that for you. Interesting. And that, that's where I feel like creative agencies have kind of like popped off in right. the re- past like two, three years. There's like so many coming up now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just because of that issue that they're trying to solve. Whoa. And so, have you like run into this like I guess like quote issue within like your creative projects where you're like yeah all the time yeah every time how are you like how do you like deal with that how do you like um, overcome that I think I learned a lot how to do stuff the hard way by just doing it and doing it wrong oh because I didn't have a mentor and I didn't have anyone to go to right. doing clothing or you know photo but it still happens now to the point where it's like dang I maybe rushed this drop and maybe I should have worried worried more about the execution. I think it's something like I still deal with pretty, still deal with every day, to be honest. Yeah. But it's a thing where I'm content with it because I'm always learning from, you know, hey, this drop flopped, but it's okay because I didn't do this, this and that. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like when you're a creative, not every project is going to do great. I know that there's always more to learn, so I'm not really tripping about it too much, personally. Ooh. So I overcome like it, I just, yo, we just got to learn from what happened with the last one and, you know, right. try to improve upon that on the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... I think I have a hard time with that personally Um, because like I grew up like very much being a perfectionist like I don't think that like effort was ever really rewarded it was more so like like you got to get the grades like this Uh, project has to be done and it has to be done well rather than like oh you tried like you did your best and so I noticed that like with creative endeavors even with the podcast sometimes like it's very like hard for me to like put out episodes that i'm like oh like i wish i asked this question or i wish i I took it a different directions and whatnot um and so i like that mentality of like Mm -hmm. like things are gonna flop you just kind of you just got you just gotta roll with the punches like it's there's nothing else you can do about it are you gonna sit there and dread over it for the rest of your life no right not gonna get anything done yeah and so i guess like for anyone who is a creative, maybe have had like a few projects not do so well. Like, do you have any like words of wisdom or anything like you words wanna, of like, wisdom? Like, what did you learn? Well, words of wisdom, it's really cliche, but mm. it's really true. Um, you just have to keep trying. Mm. I mean, eventually, it's like if you're a chef and you're working on like a certain recipe for a dish, yeah, you keep trying different things, like. One of them's going to have to hit eventually. Um, like, one of them is going to taste good eventually. You right, know? Like right. One of them is just going to make sense eventually. Oh. And you can't get to that point um, unless you, you know, are failing. Right. You know? Right. It's like you're always learning from failure. Mm. You're even learning when you're, you did something right. Hey, right. I tried something new and it worked this time. Right. You know? It's you just have to keep trying no matter what. Okay. Um, and, you know, and of course you can't give up. Right. There's going to be times where you're, you're down in the shits and you're like, yeah, mm. this isn't for me right now. But... Right. Those are the times where you learn the most and you learn the most about yourself. That's so. true. Mm-hmm. And so have you had any like 
times like that recently where you're like oh I don't know if this is it like do you ever like doubt this like creative path that you've chosen um gallery still design studio and the clubhouse production company oh do you those were kind of the failed uh, projects I considered failed but not forgotten like no like this was like a great (laughs) I needed that in my life to know where I'm going oh yeah yeah Okay. So like the end of the production company, I was pretty like, damn, like I didn't really want to split. But it was my decision to tell the guys, like, I think we should split. Maybe we should all do our solo careers and come back five years later and we'll bring Clubhouse back together. Right, right. Um, it, fast forward, it's been a couple of years. We're not back together. But we're, a- we're in the same friend group. We're all close friends. Okay. okay. My thing was like, oh, Clubhouse was, you know, it was a really good place for to bring people in and, you know, like create like a little community. community. Yeah. Exactly. So when it split, I was like, ah, damn. But it's like, it was much needed because like looking now to the future now, it's like, yo, everyone is like doing their thing. Everyone is making it way further than, you know, they ever could with like Clubhouse. Like everyone's split up, doing their own thing, focusing on themselves, you know, adulting, growing up. Oh yeah. And, um, you know, it's cool. Interesting. It's super cool. And so how did you, like, what were your thoughts? thoughts during this time of like considering like should should i bring this up does clubhouse need to end like how did you work through those funny thoughts? funny story we were in joshua tree you went on the your clubhouse, clubhouse team friends are oh. like half of them oh okay um it was basically me dylan and then our other friend matt oh. we were at a trip and we were kind of like i don't want to say the higher ups but like we kind of called the shots mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we were on a trip in joshua tree with like another friend group and we were like really faded this one night oh. and we were just sitting on the couch in like the middle of the desert in joshua tree and we were like i was like yo i think we should like just split clubhouse it was like like it was on some intrusive thought kind of thing oh and you just said it and then they were yeah i just said it and they were kind of like you know what i think so too i think it'd be so beneficial for all of us oh wow yeah and then and then we just split that's so that's so easy it was really easy um yeah it was really easy they understood i think because we were all going through that like period of time in our careers we were like ah like do we really need to be sticking with clubhouse right now or do i need to venture off and find myself as a creative oh but that's exactly what everyone needed right to do their own solo thing um and you know find what they really wanted to do Uh um, connect with the people they needed to connect with build Uh their networks and then now we all just help each other out with our own personal projects. Right. Like when I do gallery still shoots, I call up a good amount of the same guys in Clubhouse. Yo, come help out. Because, oh. you know, one does lighting, one does photo, one does video. Right. Um, it's very so like it, it Brockhampton-esque, kinda, I feel like. I guess so. Like I, you guys yeah. just like get together and like everyone kind of like uses each other's like specialties. Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly what it is actually. I love that. Yeah, it sounds kind of like very like selfish, but it's pr- it's like... We're on homies helping each other out. Right. Gallery sales also isn't my full-time thing. Photo isn't my full-time thing. I got a day job, so. Oh, do you? I'm a basketball coach. Oh my gosh, I didn't know this. I coach for middle school. <gasps> I came from the gym. Oh, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to kind of pivot. Yeah, yeah. I know that you said that you've been dating for four years. Mm-hmm. And so between your day job and gallery stills and helping out all your friends on all their creative endeavors like how are you balancing all this like does this come up in discussions with your girlfriend it it has okay Uh, we've been dating for like four years since i was a sophomore bro or i knew her since i was a sophomore and we didn't start dating until my junior year oh she's a year older okay okay um but we were long distance in the beginning when i was in wisconsin for like the first year and a half oh shit yeah so um there's that but when it comes to like scheduling and seeing each other and stuff i don't think it it used to be really be an issue because i used to just do freelance and freelance is very sporadic right freelance is yo i'm gonna need you at midnight for four hours or 
I'm going to need you next week for two days. Oh my gosh. And you know, they probably won't hit you till last minute about it. It's always last. Yeah. That's the freelance life. That's the reality of it. I also think it's like human nature. Yeah. And it's also human nature. Yeah. So I think we used to struggle a lot with um, finding time for each other. Right. But I think as we progressed into a relationship, we kind of realized like, yo, we're, I know, I know I'm only 21, but like, yo, we're growing up. um, We have bills to pay now. And you know, we have jobs and we have to sustain our, our lives that we want to live. Where so it was more of a thing like, hey, I'll sacrifice this for you. Kind of picking your battles oh. kind of thing. Like, yo, yo, sorry, Aaron, this week I'm not going to be able to make it. Like, I got responsibilities. Like, I got to I gotta see my girlfriend. Oh. Like, she's my rock. She holds me down. Like, I got to make sure she's okay. Yeah. It was, it was more so of that type of thing where we were kind of sacrificing little things for each other. Oh. But fast forward to now, like four years later, it's more so of like, hey, I understand what you do, why you do it, and why you want to do it. Right. It's like, hey, I'll support you um, if you support me kind of thing. Oh, it's like, I, I don't have to see you every day. Yeah. I don't have to see you every other day. But, um, you know, I love you and, you know, we love each other. And it's like, I understand the sacrifices that you're making to do what you want in your career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we've gone to that point where we um, we kind of kind of bounce off each other like that. Oh. So we don't have to issues... Or like, yeah, we haven't really had any recent issues regarding like scheduling time together and stuff right. like that. And also, it's been easier for us for a whole four years because I've been I've been living alone since I was seventeen. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, it was always like I didn't have to ask my parents for my girlfriend to come over. Oh, it was like, yeah, come over. Like, no, like, like I, I live no alone. Like, yeah. it's fine. Just come over whenever you want. Yeah. Um, and it helps that we're both night owls. Oh. And we don't, you know, you don't work at three in the morning, two in the morning, one in the right, morning. So right. So she, we, you know, we just hang out late at night. Oh, I see, I see. Cause yeah, I feel like. You know, I was like kind of like putting myself in like maybe your girlfriend's position of mm. like if I were to like be like, hey, like we're hanging out tonight, like eight o'clock. And then like at seven o'clock, you're like, oh, shit, I have a like a last minute shoot at 10. I think the first couple of times I'd okay, be like, yeah, in the beginning, it used to be like, I'm sorry, I can't make it last minute. I have to go to the shoot. Oh. But now it's more like I think as I matured, I'm like, yo, I got to make sure like my girl's good right i'm giving the time to her right so, you know and reciprocate the love mm. so now it's more like yo i'm i i can't make it to the shoot i gotta go hang out with my girlfriend oh, it's like that. like fuck the money and you know right. if you got me i got you oh. if you hold me down i'll hold you down right like something interesting that you just brought up was how like it might not bring in a lot of money but you're like willing to like sacrifice for the art of it like what is like what is like driving you as a creative driving me as a creative yeah because i think right a lot of people will take jobs because it provides stability because it provides you know benefits Mm, and whatnot but like i think it's easy to get discouraged when there isn't that stability Mm. you know definitely definitely been a lot of nights where i'm just eating just a can of beans and rice. <laughs> and there's a lot of those nights, always. Uh-huh. Used to be a lot. I guess what drives me to keep being creative is, um, I think when I have kids, I want them to look at their dad, me, and be like, yo, he really went after what he wanted. Because mm. I feel like there's so many people stuck in the, there's nothing wrong with nine to five. Don't get me wrong. Like, um, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for people. It, going through a nine to five has its own hardships. Yes. And stuff like that. And I completely respect and understand it. Personally, I didn't want to be stuck behind a desk all day and working under someone I probably won't even have a conversation to. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not ever going to talk to the CEO of this company if I just work in a cubicle. Right. And I feel like it's very, to me, it's very non-personable and one-dimensional. 
Ooh, yeah. And you know, I didn't want to. Energy is a big thing with me, and I really like to have good energy around me. Okay. And you know, I found that by being on shoots and you know oh, stuff like that, yeah. and you know, surrounding myself with people that are like-minded. Yeah. So what drives me is really just the people that are here with me that mm-hmm. are doing the same thing. You know, Ooh. it's like we're all on the same mission in our own different ways. Right. Right. Because you know. When you want to work a nine-to-five, you're on the same mission, but you do it the same way, damn near. You mm-hmm. apply for mm-hmm. a nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways to come up in the creative field uh-huh. where I feel like it's really like a little community where it's like, hey, you took a different, way different like uh, route to get here, but you know, we're here together. Right. Like um, something led us to the same place. Yeah. Same time. And I think that uh, that's a big thing that drives me a lot is just to, you know, have the friends, you know, come Aww. up with me and, you know, I help them, they help me. It's super cool to see, like, growth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you can see growth in, like, 9 to 5 when you get a promotion, but it, and it's just a little different, you know? Oh, for sure. It's just a little different. A little, um, I feel like, less rewarding sometimes. Yeah. It feels very, like, transactional. Yes. And I hate that. Yeah. I hate when things feel transactional. Oh, okay, okay. So that's also why I really enjoy the creative life. Oh, yeah. You know? For sure. Um yeah i like that okay wait let's do a haul really quick actually to just to do, wrap just do this the white up one. just do the white one okay the other one's old let's see oh my gosh guys i'm so excited oh my god damn shit sprinkly as fuck it's okay i'll <laughs> steam it i'll steam it oh my gosh this is so cool i love i'm glad you like it wow i am trying to be like more font conscious Oh, really? Because I Why? feel like I don't know good fonts from oh. bad fonts. <laughs> and so, I feel you. And so I will stare at this and learn my fonts. But These are the most basic fonts you can use, actually. Oh, okay, really? It's like Times New Roman and like Helvetica. Oh, my God. Okay, oh, okay. I'm a Helvetica new light girly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Of course. This is so good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so for the people, where can they find you? You can find me. You can check my website out, briansmediums.com. My that's B-R-Y-A-N-S. Yes, and then mediums. And then you can find me on Instagram, same thing, Brian's Mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, the brand, Gallery Stills on Instagram mm-hmm. and Threads. We're on Threads now, not on Discord. Check out yeah. their capsule drop. Love that. And you guys can find Purgogi Pod on all platforms. You can listen wherever you want. Um, but... But we do have video on Spotify and YouTube. And I am, I'm a visual girly. Sick. Yeah. And me personally, I am at Hannah Cat, H-A-N-A-K-A-T-T-T. Oh, also, if you guys write me a a review, I will love you forever. So write a review. If you want to be loved forever, please write a review on both Apple Podcasts and maybe comment on a YouTube video. Um, But other than that, I will catch you guys next week. But thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was super fun. fun. The first time. Yeah, let's go.